0: You got Chong Li, who's punching ice. Yep. You've got a rich dude who's punching wood. And you know he's rich because his butler's sitting there, like, with a folded jacket over his arm. You've got an African dude who's hopping around and cracking open coconuts. Yep. You got another guy who's, like, very much, like, Miyagi-Do inside of his house with, like, the dojo training, and there are two guys fighting in there. You got a Caribbean dude who's on the beach fighting, because I'm assuming they're Caribbean. They're on the beach fighting. Makes sense. You remember they're surrounded by, like, a circle of dudes, and he knocks the one guy down, and they pick him up and throw him back into sure. the fight? Yeah. So there's a very quick moment in this fight where in the corner of the screen, you see this guy cheering for the fight. You know, Two Bears, One Cave. Love Two Bears. Love Two Bears, One Cave. Two incredible comedians. They're hilarious. And in this fight scene, if Tom and Bert had a love child, that's who this guy
1: is. No j- way. Jumping up and Seriously? cheering. Yeah.
0: Bert, like, I'm, I'm dead serious. You've got to look. I mean, he probably looks more like Tom than he does Bert. But you just have to get a quick look at him and freeze frame it. His weird motion of cheering, it just catches your eye, but you'll see it and totally agree. (laughs) Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever.
1: Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to
0: 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need Roads? It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content. And a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Da Shay, darling, da <laughs> Buzz in the towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, you know what the real blood sport is? Fighting to survive in a world... Fight to survive! (laughs) Mortgage rates, mortgage (laughs) rates, mortgage mortgage rates. rates. One of us. If you're buying a new home or if you're refinancing, I can't explain to you how important it is to have the right mortgage team in your back pocket. That's where Charlie and his team come in. They're exactly who you want to reach out to while you enter this crazy space of mortgages, PMI penalties, costs, expenses, roundhouse kicks. Charlie and the team at Sonic Loans are there to support you, get you through the process, and make sure that you don't get fleeced out of your hard-earned money. So please make sure you reach out to Charlie today. Let Sonic Loans know what you need and they're gonna get you there. Tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you and get ready to enjoy the mortgage experience.
1: NMLS number 1955-855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information.
0: Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. Boy, if I was going to go AWOL from the military, I'd make sure that Bolton Legal Group is aware that I had to get back to uh, Hong Kong immediately to enter into the Kumite because the last thing that you want... Is uh, fifty thousand volts by Forrest Whitaker? Th- I got to tell you, those uh, tasers are very large. They, they are. The, the it's technology like the cell the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. technology <laughs> definitely changed. <laughs> Bolton Legal Group is efficient, aggressive. They are going to make sure that they protect you. They're going to make sure that if international law, right, if they're trying to extradite you because you were in the Kumite and you
1: murdered someone,
0: well, let's hope that doesn't happen.
1: Uh, I got nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> <The> legal system. <laughs> tell them
0: that Buzz in the Tower sent you, and uh, they'll take care of you. I promise. Today's episode, Bloodsport. In 1988, the muscles from Brussels, Jean-Claude Van Damme himself, appeared in his first leading role as Frank Dukes, the first American fighter to win the Kumite. And as the end credits indicate, this movie was based on the true events of Frank Dukes' life, who fought and won 329 matches between 1975 and 1980, was an undercover CIA operative who entered the Kumite to take down the Japanese mob, the Yakuza, and who once with one arm tied behind his back beat up Chuck Norris. And while none of that may be true, it certainly won't stop us from loving Bloodsport and spending the next hour talking about it. So grab your ringside seat, place your bets, and get ready, because today on Buzz in the Tower, we're going to talk about all things Bloodsport. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always the Ray Jackson to my Frank Duke's Max Sanders. And with that, by the way, next time you'll fight, try to keep your clothes on.
1: Anytime, any place, anywhere. If you need me, I'll be there.
0: I love you, my friend.
1: Me too. You call me Jackson.
0: I think I do a very good uh, <laughs> French-Belgian accent.
1: You do. You do. It's oh, a, <laughs> a little froggy.
0: Oh, 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 oh. Bonne c'est toujours. Bonne <laughs> bonhomme, c'est toujours. He's not
1: French, though. He's Belgian, right? I know, but yeah. I can't do Belgian. Yeah. I can do a little bit. Jean-Claude sounds very French.
0: Though. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Can I call him VD? No. You can't call him Frank Ducks either. Say his name is Frank Ducks
1: again. I got a good joke. Okay. Wait. I mean, say is, it. It, is it. say it. Say, say it. it. Say it. Uh, Ah, do Mate, Frank, Frank (laughs) Duck. Only when you throw something at him.
0: (laughs) Oh Oh, man, man. you you really were too excited about that. I am the muscles from Brussels. (laughs) You do not put me back in the Predator suit. I walk out. I will not have it. Are you ready? (laughs)
2: Are
1: you ready to talk about Donald Trump's favorite movie? Be
0: our guest. Be our guest. I am Jean-Claude at
1: best. (laughs) You stomped on my fact. (laughs) Did you read that too? Yes, it's a great fact.
0: This is Donald Trump's favorite movie.
1: And he doesn't watch any of the plot. He skips to the no, action. he is
0: requested. First of all, he misquoted how long it is. He's like, two hours. You're going to take this two hour movie and turn it into 45 minutes. I, I can't do Trump to save my life. It's not bad. They, they should have gone to China instead of Hong Kong. No, but he loves this movie. And um, Hong Kong's in China, what, buddy. I know. I know. But I wanted to say China instead of Hong Kong. Uh, what is the, um, what's the other movie that he loves uh, with Harrison Ford Air Force One. He loves Air Force One. Well, yeah, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, because he wants to say, get, get off, off my, my plane. plane. By the way, the president of that went to Michigan. I didn't know that. He was watching the Michigan game. Remember, he's watching a recording of Michigan last oh, yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go blue. Go
0: blue. Max, welcome to the show. We're talking all things blood sports today. I feel so manly
1: today. This is, uh, I grew this my chest hair for this. It. Well, you you should. I oiled not my biceps share. like the rock.
0: I got to share something with you. What? Um, Well, I should probably go through our normal shtick. Uh, if this is your first time listening to Buzz in the Tower, make sure that you are either subscribed or following us on Apple Podcasts. Hit those buttons. Spotify. If it's out there, we're on it. Find it. Google Podcasts, Amazon. Please. Yes. Yes. Overcast. Alexa, play Buzz in the Tower.
1: That's what I want to say. Heck yeah, it does. Whoa. Absolutely. I'm going to do that when I get home. You should. Can I do Siri? Yes. Cool. Absolutely. Robots doing what I say. And then for, now. And then yeah, for now. Wait, wait, I don't. Until they become self aware. Turn you, self-aware. You turn Siri onto my computer. Damn it. Siri, go away.
0: God bless it, man. Siri, no. Bad Siri. Siri, <laughs> Siri your, your Siri has a consent <laughs> issue, apparently. <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, we're on all of it. So find it. Follow it. Support us. If you want more content, head on over to any social media platform and check the handle at Buzz in the Tower. I don't want to like brag, but you know Leah Thompson may or may not have tweeted about us last week after Pretty our cool. episode with her. I have gotten flooded to all of our listeners that have been messaging Max and I via Instagram, Facebook, or the website. So so like just. Humbled by the whole thing. People lost their minds that we had Howard Deutsch and Leah Thompson. It was a on the nice show. warm
1: fuzzy moment. It was pretty cool, dude. They were, we're, were
0: they were were pretty cool dudes. They were so awesome. They were amazing. They were amazing. Like you live your whole life just assuming that people in Hollywood are bastards and they yeah. are the two nicest people in the world. And they are Hollywood royalty as far as I'm concerned. And they love the hell out of each other. They do. It's and really it was, cute.
1: And they're supposed to be on for fifteen minutes and we're like, hey, you know, do whatever you want, do what you feel. Forty minutes later. I know. I know. And they're like, Are you sure? We're like, yeah, yeah. We're I
0: done. got more compliments like people talking about what a great job you did, what a great job I did. It was a warm, fuzzy feeling. And I thought, what better way to have a nightcap to that day than <laughs> to, to talk blood sport the next week? We're all men. We're, there's we're, a lot of manly men stuff Tim going Allen on. noises. Oh, and how could I forget? Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower if you want to really up your game and throw some dollars our way for our entrance fee to the Kumite. Max is deep in training right now. He's punching blocks of ice and getting ready. So it's I'm a very negative.
1: What's a, what's a negative belt? They don't even give me a belt.
0: No, they took your belt away. <laughs> like you showed up I'm with just a, like a leather belt. And I'm done ducking it. Like, I just yeah. got the top. I got no bottom. This week's episode is pretty fun. I do have a couple fun facts not related to this that I wanted to bring up. Actually, I have one fun fact. Okay. Uh, This kind of blew my mind. Uh, I have to give a shout out to my kid sister, who Sarah is just as much of a pop culture nut as you and I are. She made me aware. Did you ever watch She-Hulk? no all right so i don't want to get CGI threw me off yeah i don't want to get yelled at by anyone i know i'm gonna get yelled at by someone max i want to start off by saying that i think this is a controversial statement how about don't say it i'm gonna say it why she hulk is terrible yeah i mean like legit terrible i heard it was yeah and and i and the cgi was bad it's not just the cgi i understand what they're trying to do and it just didn't fit and it's awful Did you watch it i yes because my kids got into it because my kids have are like they're
1: like Marvel ads—they're
0: like developably delayed trash pandas. Like they're worse than we are.
1: Yeah, but like, do they make fun of it or do they no? Never... No. Yeah, they see, they that's just, different. They
0: just like the flashy colors and the lights. <laughs> <To see laughs> they're that? like you. I have three views in my house. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Although <laughs> I can no longer, I can no longer make fun you make of worse movies than I do. I can't make fun of Howard the Duck ever again because I feel like I violated but my relationship with Leah screw Thompson. Screw you!
1: I'm watching the Thirteenth Warrior right now. It's the best movie. Terrible ever. movie. Oh, I hate you. It's the best movie. It ever. It has no plot or reason. My
0: my mother was a respectable woman. woman. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really movie.
0: bad. Shut up! I hate you. It's my favorite Antonio Banderas movie. Put some boots, bro. I haven't seen the new one. Desperado. Yet, Once All right. upon a time in Mexico. Anyways, anyways, I'm gonna blow your mind. Okay. So you you know that it sucks. Have you ever watched an episode of She-Hulk? No, I but saw you've heard of it. You I saw Megan you, The Stallion. You've heard that it sucks, right? Yes. Okay. So the writer and producer is a woman named Jessica Gao. Do you know what else she wrote? Bloodsport. No, (laughs) this has nothing to do with Bloodsport. My sister just told me this, and it blew my mind, and and I knew if anyone's mind would be blown as much as mine, it would be yours.
1: Um, The Godfather. She wrote Pickle Rick. The episode? The episode. Well, that's amazing. She wrote Pickle Rick.
0: That's the person great. who wrote Pickle Rick is responsible for She-Hulk. Try to try to try to reconcile that if you can.
1: Well, they're both strangely green, weirdly sized no. items. No, dude,
0: one one is arguably one of the funniest episodes to any sitcom I've ever seen in my entire life. Pickle Rick and the other She-Hulk. Yeah. So try to understand that. I can't. That's weird. So thank you, younger sister Sarah, for that tidbit of information. I thought it was fascinating. Uh, I don't have anything else really outside of our show to talk I got about.
1: Gre- I got a gremlin tattoo.
0: I, you did. Ta- Go ahead. You talk about your tattoo. I do have one last thing and then we'll get into the episode.
1: I got Gizmo on my arm. He's in the little Corvette, and it's pink and teal. Have, and you,
0: have you posted that to our did, stuff yet? I right did, right away. Good, yeah. excellent, excellent, And good, I'm going to get
1: a uh, Optimistic Prime tattoo. Soon. Is this
0: your first tattoo in
1: how long? Six years. Wow. And it was easy. That's yeah. Two yeah. hours. Slid right, right back into it. I like
0: it. Why don't you give a shout out to who gave it to you? You like the group? The Tony guy, C. Yeah,
1: Tony C at uh, Lucky Monkey Tattoo. He specializes in, uh, what's it called? 80s uh, pop culture? Well, no, actually he does. He has like RoboCop and Predator tattoos Ooh. and stuff like that for Flash stuff. Very cool. And also, he's great at uh, vector geometry. So, sure. like, he's like really good with lines. I don't
0: know what that means, but it sounds, sounds awesome. Sounds good, doesn't sounds it? Sounds great. Yeah. It sounds like lasers. A yeah. real genius episode over again. Mm. Okay, Max, I got one last thing for you. I know, I, I think people deserve to hear the backstory in this because it's hilarious to me. So, <laughs> next week. I will be hosting the show without you. And we were going to try to do two episodes today, but just because of scheduling, I couldn't do it. And every single time that it's, I I feel guilty telling you, Hey, don't worry, I'll do the show without you. So Max could literally call me and be like, Hey, I need to head back home to my dad's funeral. And I'd be like, no problem. I'll just do the show by myself. And he's like, you know what? I don't know if my dad would care if I missed the funeral yeah. or not. Like you get very upset. So, because you're so nervous you're going to get replaced. It's no. very it's very transparent. Well, I, d-
1: I did the research on the episode we were supposed to do today, and it's it's one of my favorite it's, it's, movies. It's more than that.
0: You get a little squirrely when I mention the idea of bringing someone on the show. Well, you're such
1: an egomaniac. When no one else is in the room, you might just be like, me.
0: No, I don't like doing me. it by myself. Really? I'm not sure that I need to be with you, per se, but we're going to find out next week. Who are you picking? I don't know. Someone really, really mediocre.
1: No, pick Kavanaugh.
0: No, <laughs> I'm not bringing Paul in here. No, Sean. I can't trust. No, Sean wouldn't want to come in here. Why not? He has no interest. I'm not picking someone who's not going to do well. I'm oh, picking pick someone. Fox. There you go. Yeah. Add a way to sandbag the episode. <laughs> pick uh, your kids. That's great. Max, just be careful. Be careful. That what would you be ask freaking for. adorable. No. Get
1: Get our reason here. No. Have her watch. Uh they would just watch Play Straight? No, we've done that one.
0: You're trying to create something that both is successful this for the show, but also is a one-time thing. I'm looking for your replacement. We have a contract. We're looking that at it different care. ways. Yeah, contract. You and your contract.
1: My dad's a lawyer. I know he is. Do you know you who my dad is? Me all the time. He's your
0: dad. That's who he is. Yeah. Okay. Lloyd so, Allen. next week, uh, probably going to pick something that's important and special to you that you can't be a part of because that's fun for me to torture you. Okay. Anyways, bottom line, I'm really looking forward to finding a replacement to you, which might be next week. So, enjoy your what is this? Your 18th vacation of the the year 20th vacation of the year i lost
1: count i hate you so you're much. going on vacation tomorrow
0: i'm going on a work trip for my job for seven days it's called work a, trip are you traveling without your family that's yeah. vacation for any of you that's adult. very fair <laughs> i can't argue that that's very fair <laughs> max blood sport Yep, let's dance. Let's get right into it. No dancing in this movie. Oh, I know. Wait, is there? Kickboxer. You think kickboxer is when he does the famous drunk dancing, (laughs) which is the greatest thing ever. His pants are so pleated. They're incredible. So let's start where we always start. Bloodsport came out in 1988. This movie was directed by Newt Arnold, written by Sheldon Ledick, Christopher Cosby, and Mel Friedman. Can we talk about who these people are for a second? We can after I get all the information out. Okay. Because that's how we do every episode every week. Sorry. Hasn't changed. Yeah. I don't know what your problem is. Why are you trying? to you trying to derail things before you go out of town? I like derailing. Things. Jesus, Van Just call D- me D- an
1: Ohio train, Jean
0: Claude Van Dammit, it Max. <laughs> This movie is starring, the only, there's only three names you need to know, although I would argue there's one more, but that's fine. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Donald Gibb, and Leah Ayers.
1: What about Bolo? Yeah, there's Kelo. other
0: people, blah, blah, blah. But those are the three. No,
1: that... you need to know... Uh, I know, Force Bolo, no, Bolo, Bolo Young, Bolo Young.
0: I said there might be another one you need to know. I got, yeah. I'm with you. You don't,
1: you don't need, need to know you? Leah Ayers. Janice? She's best. She's, She's best, best in life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's really bad I mean I mean, whatever Donald Gibb is playing Someone who does Not one bit of actual <laughs> Martial arts in the movie But he somehow Is a martial
1: artist Whoever played Victor Did a really good job too Yeah, yeah. See what the potty Victor
0: I mean Philip Chan I mean there's a lot of A lot of guys in here You could talk about But whatever We're, we're just getting to the The hot and shaky part
1: Shaky? Is why is it shaky? Is
0: Mrs. Tanaka
1: hot? Yeah, she's pretty hot.
0: No, she's she got looks. Is she the woman who runs the brothel in Big Trouble in Little
1: China? I don't think so. Let's take a look. Hold on. I just
0: saw her picture and I'm like, I think that's who she is. This will be an
1: awesome poll. You're gonna get some serious serotonin if this is. I'm
0: gonna be excited in a couple seconds. I'm going to old IMDB right now. It's
1: not in her most prolific roles. It's definitely not there.
0: I was wrong. Not her.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But give it away. Max, you want to hear the story of this movie? Story of Jack and Diane sucking on chili dogs. We did that last week. I like doing I it. I know. Frank Dukes
0: has spent most of his life being trained by Tanaka. Not Tanaka from Running Man. Important to know. Not not <laughs> Professor Tanaka. to participate could be, with the way he talks. It could yeah. be. Could, uh, to participate in the Kumite, the ultimate martial arts tournament where participants are seriously injured, even killed. Frank decides to go, despite being told by his superiors in the army that he can't because they need him. Two army officers are sent to get him, and the trail leads to Hong Kong, but Frank eludes them. While Frank advances, he knows that he may have to face Chong Li, the defending champion who has killed a few participants.
1: (laughs) A few? (laughs) A few. I I think everyone he fights dies besides uh, Frank. True. Very true. (laughs)
0: It's like they're passed out. He's just breaking their neck. This is a very I don't want to say overused story but like whether it's American Ninja whether it's Karate Kid The Quest. Yeah. Martial arts films heavily rely on and even to a great deal I would say Empire Strikes Back. This idea of the mentor, the mentee. Oh I thought you meant the tournament. Well yeah I mean I do mean the tournament but like both aspects. So yes the tournament right? Like honoring Your brother who gets put in a wheelchair, a.k.a. kickboxer. Yep you know honoring the lessons and 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 tricks of the trade that you learn in martial arts and then in this one honoring tanaka the movie itself is uh is a trash panda's delight it is a terrible movie it's really <laughs> blood sport's really bad but when i say it's really bad i have to add to that i i will watch this movie if it is ever on like there's not a time where i'm like i don't, I don't have time for blood sport no it's i've incredible. watched this this is almost rivals how many times i've watched predator how Seriously? many times i've watched yeah. this movie yeah dude blood sport well,
1: it's a nice in and out it's an hour 28 it's really quick yeah and also any point like the hilariously bad chemistry between him and Janice, the Ray Jackson stuff is just always fun. And the fighting is really actually well edited and done. Well, we're going to talk all about that. Yeah. Max. I feel like you're teeing it up for some of your facts. A like later. The same
0: ones. That's all right. So I do have to give one quick shout out. Uh, and you should remember this guy because I've introduced you to him before. But I went to high school with a guy named Jeff Lee. And he is a musician, an artist, a rapper. A hip hop gentleman, Fred and Durst. and his yeah he is Fred Dursty, but he's more talented. What well, uh, Fred Durst is great. I did it all for the Nookie, but um <laughs> I'm gonna have Fred Durst tattoo soon. Oh Jesus Christ! Live his, laugh his, limp. His his stage name is Frank Dukes. Oh, that's awesome, <laughs> which is really cool.
1: Oh yeah, I know this dude. You know him? Yeah, yeah. He's awesome.
0: So big shout out there if you're not uh, already listening to his music, check it out. Does F, he have, does he have Dukes?
1: Any, does he have a song called The
0: Splits? No, Oh. How many more Easter eggs are you going to drop on facts that you know? That wasn't... Oh, I have one. I have a splits fact. I have lots of facts. Okay. Facts, facts, facts.
1: (laughs) Why why for the most irrelevant movie do you have all the facts? Because I spent a lot of time on this one. (laughs) Yeah? You went deep?
0: I went deep. I don't even know where you want to start. You want to just start with facts and then we'll get into actors and actresses? Okay, fine. Like we do every week, even though you want to change that for some reason right now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, facts. Facts, facts it is, Max. Fine. So let's start with my favorite fact. Nothing nothing in this movie is real. Nope. All right, Max. So the story the story originally told in Black Belt magazine. Are you a subscriber to Black Belt magazine? I was, okay. but
1: they uh they disallowed <laughs> they, me.
0: They- they checked and you didn't have a black belt, so you weren't allowed to have it. So this magazine called Black Belt Magazine claimed that Frank Dukes had taken part in a covert mission in Southeast Asia for the CIA. He entered the Kumite to take down the criminal organization that oversaw the fight. It additionally said that he was a heavyweight
1: champion, had all these you know fights that he won. So he said that the fight had 60 rounds of competition, which is mathematically impossible. Sure. There would have to be like a trillion competitors. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the quote,
0: which is fantastic, that they knew it was like steaming dog. They knew it was bad to start. So their quote is, although there is no convenient way to verify each and every detail connected with this story, the editors have verified enough of the basic facts to feel confident in publishing it. But since we are not at liberty to share the corroborating evidence with the public, we acknowledge that each reader may have a different idea of what the facts permit him to believe.
1: That's such legal terms. Surgeon
0: General's warning. Get You're Ian about to Bolton read. I know. The here. Bolton Legal Group, man. They yeah. take care of this. This movie is outrageous. But Letick, uh, who had written the screenplay for Rambo 3, which is, I love Rambo yeah, 3. Yeah,
1: he did some other stuff. i worst nightmare. Well, he wrote Double Impact, too. He
0: also, uh, his directorial debut was Lionheart.
1: Lionheart! God. It was the assistant editor on 25 episodes of
0: Breaking Bad. He would have done everything he could to do more with Van Damme. He wanted to do more Van Damme movies. So he um, he went to producer Mark DeSalle, who pitched Kickboxer, and he's like, well, you know, because Mark wanted to do Kickboxer, and Lettich was like, well, let me talk to you about the Frank Duke story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so he was, like, down, he was like I'm in
0: CIA operative I'm in let's do it um, is he CIA in the movie he's military no they don't even that's the whole point like first of all the he's original the original story is outrageous and then this story is not very far from outrageous but it's not even what the original story is I feel I, like
1: he's a shower expert
0: I also love that like Frank Dukes was like heavily involved he's there he's on st- he scene. trained Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, I know bro it, the whole thing is nuts for three months yeah well hardest he, training of his life apparently well, So he even, wasn't ready for the movie that's what
1: Jean-Claude said yeah so even though Frank Dukes is the biggest liar on the face of the earth. Correct. An amazing mustache, though. Yeah, that's true. But however he trained Jean-Claude Van Damme, Jean-Claude's physique in this movie, I think is the dream male physique.
0: So they picked Jean-Claude Van Damme. They were originally going to get the guy from American Ninja. who was uh, 6'2". Did it, what is his name? I can't think
1: of his name. Diderod. Diderod, yeah. No, that's, that's the, not it. That, that's the uh, dog race that Balta was in. Yeah. Michael
0: Dudikoff, not Diderot. You were close. Yeah. Uh, but he was too tall. 6'2". And also, they really wanted to do something, I, I don't know if I would call this, I guess it was unique, right? Because Chuck Norris is not, don't hit me for saying this, the most handsome dude in the world. I don't know. Van man. Damme, they wanted someone who would appeal equally To women and
1: men, he appeals to me. Yeah, I've. He's a beautiful guy. His
0: karate is excellent.
1: His arms look like Loafs of hala. Like golden brown and nice and knotty, a nice mutton lettuce, hollow <laughs> sandwich, and his legs. You know what I mean? Like,
0: <laughs> oh, you're such a maroon.
1: You know what I'm talking about? The I know big... what you're talking about. He's, Just he's, I can't he's believe he's got you said the bulges oh, and they're God. shiny.
0: He's he's a handsome man. Shiny happy people. Do you know what his real name is? Can I say it? Don't say yes if you do. I'll say it. Okay, Jean <laughs> Claude Jean Claude Camille Francois Van Verenberg.
1: Yeah, that's quite a name.
0: Well, he's like that's too complicated. Let's just go with Jean Claude Van
1: Damme. <laughs> do you know what he started uh, doing martial arts at eleven? I thought it'd be like all his life. I guess he was really weak. What as I, a
0: kid. That's that's like the Schwarzenegger story, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So his
1: uh, dad started him in uh, you know training kumite. And,
0: yeah, eleven year old kumite
1: training, and he became a European karate middleweight champ as a teenager. And he retired from martial arts in 1982 with an 18 and one kickboxing record with 18 knockouts and a 41 and four semi contact record.
0: Pretty you know, good. Do you know what I find? more impressive than that. The bouncer story? No. When he moved to L.A., that he was a limo driver, a pizza delivery guy, yeah. and worked at a carpet factory. That Now, this is a partially disputed story. You, there's different versions that even Jean-Claude Van Damme tells. But the way that he got the role for Bloodsport... It is said that he spotted Canon Film's head, uh, Menahem Golan. These heads
1: it. of studios in the 80s all sound made up. They, they all
0: sound very Yiddish, is yeah. what they sound. But that's according to Kanye, nah, if that bah, makes sense.
1: Nah, Other than the
0: challah bread on the arms is beautiful. <laughs> so he spotted the head of Canon outside of a restaurant and showed him one of his high kicks. And the guy on the spot was like, yeah, my you're god. my god.
1: Well, <laughs> well, you know, he only paid 25000 He was only paid 25000 for this movie. Well, he
0: probably was ecstatic. He didn't have to wear a Predator outfit, which as a reminder yeah. to people who don't remember, the movie the predator the first half of that movie which was shot with a terrible version of the predator the man who was donning that weird lizard costume was none other than jean claude van damme who complained the whole time because he wanted to show off all his high kicks yeah and instead he was just
1: crawling around like a lizard so do you know how he got into acting though no the story how did he get into acting so he became a bouncer due to a hookup in the martial arts world of one of his friends chuck norris sure and when Chuck Norris had the movie Missing in Action, he gave him a small role. Yeah, he was.
0: Uh, he had small roles in that. He had small roles in Breaking. Yeah, he he's an extra in Breaking. He's
1: just uh, he's on uh, roller skates, just hanging out. De- why not? The movie that you didn't know he was in that I had you watch
0: was No Retreat, No Surrender. Now, there is an argument that that is the counter argument to how he got Bloodsport, that actually the head of Canon Studios saw him in No Retreat, No Surrender and was impressed by his fighting skills. His role is pretty small. He's basically kind of like a quiet thug in the background until the last scene when he actually actually fought in the ring.
1: What's your favorite Jean-Claude movie? Is it this? No, it's close though.
0: Uh Universal Soldier is probably my favorite Jean-Claude Van Damme movie.
1: Dolph Lundgren's crazier and more fun though. That
0: movie though, like I
1: can hear that, you. <laughs>
0: that movie, the, the the necklace with the ears. <laughs> yeah. that movie is an incredible movie. I say that's high on my list of outside of '80s movies that we should talk about. Like just like him eating at the restaurant, the rope <laughs> Any any time that you have a heavy accent, killing machine, your Schwarzeneggers, German, your yeah. Lundgrens, and your Van Dams, having them be a robot is brilliant because really the that delay in translation plays so well into like the roboticness and it's perfect.
1: Yeah, it works, you're right.
0: I don't need someone with like articulate language, you know, being well-read, being <laughs> like I will be back, Max.
1: What about C3PO?
0: Right. And he's not exactly like the toughest dude, you know. He's more, uh, more effeminate. He's, he's my idol. He's
1: you are C3PO. Oh by my. The way. Oh dear. Oh
0: dear. I'm a spineless coward, oh <laughs> word. <laughs> It's totally you. Pass the jab. Dude, I never realized it, but basically we're C-3PO and R2-D2. And I'm just sassing you. You you don't, are. I, you don't even understand what I'm saying half the time? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Beaker, apparently, from The Muppets, too. Your heads too. are similar. It's true.
1: <laughs> Big cylindrical head.
0: <laughs> yeah, Universal Soldier for me. I, I love that movie. That's that's a, that's a favorite of Van Give me double,
1: double Impact or Double Team.
0: Double Impact? Yeah,
1: yeah. Not the Double one, Team. The one with Dennis Rodman? No. D- that's Double Team.
0: Well, which one do you mean? Because Double Impact is where he plays himself and his twin brother.
1: Nope, that's Time Cop.
0: That is not Time Cop. Oh. I bet you a million dollars. Double see. Impact let's is see. Jean-Claude right. Van Damme right. as himself and as his
1: twin brother. Jean-Claude. It's Double Team. It's not Double Team. No, I, Double Team is my favorite one. Okay. That's but the one Double one.
0: Impact is him and his twin brother.
1: <laughs> he has a lot of doubles in his... <laughs> God. Double Dragon? Yeah, no. Oh, Make- yeah.
0: Was he in Double Dragon? No. No, but there's a Double Dragon movie. Mickey Rourke plays a
1: bad guy, and he's uh, like yeah. brothers with Dennis Oh,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> All right, Max, moving on. I'm glad we had that little sidestep, a classic Sanders trip down memory lane. Dukes made himself the de facto costume designer and paid out of pocket when they were getting too many silk robes. So they were using these little markets in Hong Kong to buy the stuff for the actors, the actual costumes. And Dukes was furious. He's like, that's not what I would have worn so far. And they were out of budget. So Dukes talked to his wife and made the actual gi that, uh, what's his face is wearing. That so Van Damme was the wearing co- I'll
1: give him props. The costumes are Look great. great. Look great. I, I agree. All of them. Like, uh, whatever. All the other guys wore too was ridiculous. I have
0: no problem with Dukes lying through his teeth about all of his accolades. I think it's hilarious. What's that? Who's that new senator that's lying about everything? Oh, DeSantos. <laughs> yeah. Frank Dukes and, and DeSantos. Who right? would
1: who is more Frank Dukey? You or me? Because he's more machismo like you, but he's sleazy uh, like yeah, me. He's more way more than like you.
0: Yeah. I don't even know that he knows karate at this point. <laughs> There's a lot of lies in what he said.
1: Is it Steven Seagal level? Like, does he know no. some stuff?
0: Seagal's not just sleazy? He's also like assaults people. No, I say does he's he know bad. karate though? Well, it depends what you call karate. He knows like that hand slap, like but
1: does that stuff like actually work? Max, who, why are you
0: asking me? Like I have a background in karate. You're like an 80s movie expert. But I don't have a background. That doesn't mean anything about karate. What, how much karate do you see in 80s movies? A lot. But the crane kick is about as much as I know, Max. Yeah. I took you karate.
1: Go. I took way too I know. I
0: know. It, it did great things for you. And when you got knocked out by that five foot one guy at the bar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was at a pizza place. It was amazing. <laughs>
0: God, Not that bit, that video get that on freaking TikTok. That'll be totally to done. I know. <laughs> All right, Max. Some very fascinating facts outside of you getting knocked facts. out. Fascinating facts. <laughs> They hired uh, real-life martial artists to fight alongside Van Damme. There are, there's not one stuntman or stuntwoman in this movie.
1: That is really cool. I think that's very cool. Well, one of the guys is a uh, champion uh, kickboxer, right? It's like the Palo guy. So, right?
0: Paulo Toka, who plays the Muay Thai fighter Paco, is a real-life Muay Thai champion. The mustache dude. Yeah, He was shorts. one of the first Westerners to train in the martial arts. Uh, Michael Quisi, who played kickboxer San Padres. I could be butchering that. Okay. He was a fellow martial artist and a friend of Van Damme's who trained at the Shotokan Karate Dojo with him in Belgium. Kweezy followed Van Damme to Los Angeles and found a big role in blood sport, and he eventually actually played the villain Tong Po in Kickboxer.
1: Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah,
0: with so the legs. Another example, like, uh, what's his face, Van Bergen or whatever from uh, Schwarzenegger's Sven. boy. Sven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sven from uh, Schwarzenegger's Schwarzenegger He's in Thirteen Warrior, too. I, know. I I was on the episode with you when I said that. I know. That's why we talked about Thirteen. Well, Warrior. Well, I, I just
1: watched it. Right. I hate you so much. It's
0: not good. It is good. No, it's not. This movie was put on the shelf because it was so bad for two years. And basically, I think Van Damme recognized because this was his first lead role and th- the cut of it was just terrible. So Van Damme edited this. So when you're talking about the fight scenes and how much you love them, all credit to Jean Claude Van Damme who re edited this entire movie because Gollum was ready to put this thing straight to, to tape. Yeah. And and that's what got it released. And I think what were the numbers? You got the numbers on how 11, it the million, box
1: 11 million local. And then there's like reported numbers numbers of 50 million uh were those
0: reported by frank dukes or are those you know real well, i couldn't really find them you all know right. i mean
1: but 11 million on a 1.1 $1. $1. $1 million dollar budget still awesome and that's not talking about international stuff i agree not and bad I, at all i would say martial arts stuff too i mean wouldn't this be like really like sought after in asia and all
0: <sighs> i don't know I okay mean, usa maybe. okay usa uh max before we go to any other facts we should probably stop to hear a word from our sponsors Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at WeAreDolby.com. Once upon a time, Max, I was looking for a house. And when I needed the right place for me, for my family, for my training. You went to the kumite. I went to the kumite <laughs> and found that was the absolute wrong. I, I thought to myself, Jean-Claude Van it, I've gone to the wrong place. But when I needed an actual home and realized that Hong Kong wasn't for me, I went to I went to Toby Real Estate. And they, Would you
1: make a story about they, this? They
0: did Simon and his team, they they crushed it. They did a great job. They have the best real estate agents, the best attorneys, the best marketers. They're gonna find you your right home. And then if you gotta sell your home, I'd say that everything I just said times too over 400 million in sales in 2021 a thousand homes sold reach out today tell them that buzz in the tower sent you and uh you know make sure that you're not ducking that you're duking max call them today get your house or get out of your house go to hong kong whatever you want but <laughs> use doby real estate nothing like a good old-fashioned ad mm,
1: tasty goes down smooth this movie
0: is almost single-handedly responsible for the creation of the Mortal Kombat video game. And
1: you can totally see it. Like the Bloodsport, even the logo, you're like, that looks like a video game logo. Well, right? well Johnny Cage. Oh, yeah. He's a direct. JC. Yeah. Jean-Claude. Well, his main move is the crash punch. Additionally, the
0: developers of this video game were initially tasked with developing a game based on Universal Soldier. What? And it just wasn't working. And they pivoted and they moved to Bloodsport.
1: That's incredible.
0: The entire idea, the only thing that's not from Blood Sport that's in Mortal Kombat is uh what's his face from Big Trouble in Little China?
1: Oh, Raiden. Raiden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like well, the fatality. Well, no, I guess you kill people. No, but I mean
0: it's kind of cool if you think about it that like Big Trouble in Little China and Blood Sport basically are responsible for Mortal Kombat.
1: Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Who'd you fight with? Who were you who was your guy? I did not play a lot. I'm a Street Fighter guy. Okay. I feel like this is a
0: like Guile guy? Th- there's some people that are either Mario or Sonic, you know, like they're Sega, they're Nintendo. I was both. I see, I was not. I was I rode hard for Nintendo. Well, you, and so, you like, play I Street never Fighter? got into Mortal Kombat. Who you? Uh you? Uh, the Guile Gully or whatever his Guile, name is Guile, yeah. Guile and then Chung Lee, yeah. the female version, not the one from Bloodsport.
1: <laughs> Who ironically, uh Van Damme played in uh the Street Fighter movie. Very true. Yeah. And uh <laughs> the uh, most American guy ever. Not
0: Chung Lee. Uh what's her face? Kylie Minogue. Uh, played the girl whose name is escaping me in Street Fighter.
1: Yeah, she did. Yeah. I was a uh, Blanca guy. Uh, you would be a Blanca guy. You sit there and electrocute yourself so no one could touch you. Yeah. Coward. <laughs> <laughs> what? Or Dalcim. I'd be like, get away from me. Yeah. Strong, <laughs> stretchy arms. That's great. I was a Scorpion guy in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Comeback? Mortal Kombat. Combat. Oh, yeah mortal come back (laughs) you're something that's what you are
0: you're something so max let's talk about music for a minute because you know how much i love music van damme is quoted in saying that the music from this movie is better than the movie itself
1: i think van damme listens to stan bush by himself in like his 80s theme house well
0: and and i'm happy you said the name for those of you out there that don't know who stan bush is why don't you pop on either boogie nights or transformers the the movie, and you can hear a little bit of uh you got the power (laughs) yeah (laughs) so stan bush came over after doing that and did some
1: fight to survive (laughs) in his members only jacket (laughs) he's the
0: best so stan bush did fight to survive on my own alone he also wrote three other songs never surrender streets of siam and fight for love that's who we need to get on the show is stan bush the beginning music it's very um synthesized yeah and you know what it sounds like uh do you remember altered beast for genesis no. It's like a combination between like Castlevania, Altered Beast. It's got like that Ninja Gaiden. It's got that like... Do, 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 yeah,
1: do, it does. Do, do, it's do, kind do,
0: of a do, video do, game like someone moving yeah. back and forth. That's what of the of beginning of this movie... So the very beginning of the movie, it's literally like a fighting... Like if you The play, montage. If you play Street Fighter, it's what they do with all the characters. They show you like quick glimpses of their origin story as they're training. Yeah, and that's what the beginning of this movie is. One of the most... to that music. You got Chong Lee who's punching ice. Yeah, You've got a rich dude who's punching wood. And you know he's rich because his butler's sitting there like with a folded jacket over his arm. You've got an African dude who's hopping around and cracking open coconuts. Yep. You've got uh, the sumo guy, like who's throwing. You're jumping people. ahead. I'm going in order. Okay, me, If you want me to go out of order, I will. I don't care. Jeez. You got another guy who's like very much like Miyagi Do inside of his house with like the dojo training, and there are two guys fighting in there. You got a Caribbean dude who's on the beach fighting because if you're Caribbean, you got to be on a beach apparently. Um, I know I'm getting into great detail about the fight previews that you very see detailed. All, But There's a reason, okay. And I want you to watch the particular clip that I'm going to send you after the episode. Okay. So as they're going through all the fighters, there's one guy who's wearing this very, I don't know, like Hawaiian flavored shirt and they're, I'm assuming they're Caribbean. They're on the beach fighting. Makes sense. You remember they're surrounded by like a circle of dudes and he knocks the one guy down and they pick him up and throw him back into the fight. Yeah. So there's a very quick moment in this fight where a doppelganger, I don't even know if I would call it a doppelganger, but in the corner of the screen, you see this guy cheering for the fight. The guy is no joke. So, you know, Two Bears, One Cave. Love Two Bears. Love Two Bears, One Cave. If you don't know what that podcast is, check it out. It's hilarious. Two incredible comedians, uh, Bert Kreiser and Tom They're They're hilarious. And in this fight scene, if Tom and Bert had a love child, that's who this guy is. No j- jumping way. Jumping up and Seriously? cheering. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. You've got to look. I mean, he probably looks more like Tom than he does Bert, but you just have to get a quick look at him and freeze frame it.
1: And did you see this right away or did you go back? I immediately, like-
0: when I was watching the movie, saw. I saw it for two reasons. One, he looks just like, again, I think he looks more like Tom than anyone else, but he looks like their love child. Secondly, his weird motion of cheering, it just <laughs> catches your eye, but you'll see it and totally <laughs> agree. So after that, you get Ogre, Donald Gibb, and his fight training, which uh, we'll talk more about Donald Gibb in a moment. Not now. I got to, again, go through the rest of this. I don't, it's so so easy to explain, yet you have so much of a struggle understanding it. It's really amazing. Friend. (laughs) (laughs) You got the big Asian dude who's uh, using those weighted uh, punching bags and then you get Frank Dukes in the military. The 11 minute flashback in this movie is regarded by some people as the longest flashback in film history. Now, the argument to this would be Stand By Me, Titanic. But I think the difference and the distinctive difference is the entire movie Stand By Me is a flashback. The entire movie of Titanic is a flashback like what's happening now is less than five percent of the entire film. Whereas in Bloodsport, you have an entire movie and then it just stops and goes to a 11 straight minute flashback of his childhood and training
1: with Tanaka. Fair enough. Fair enough. Even
0: if that's not the case, dedicating 11 minutes of a movie to a flashback is incredible to me.
1: I love that he's wearing a San Francisco Giants hat and a New York Giants football jersey. Did they not know that those are different giant teams? I
0: I don't know. And he's French. I'll take it even a step for he's Belgian. No, he's French in the movie. You're right. French in the
1: movie. Your parents make wine. I make martial artists. (laughs)
0: Let's make drunk martial artists. <laughs> so, referring to that flashback, this is one of those I went down the rabbit hole, and I feel kind of stupid now. But did you okay. find the kid actor? I did, but there's more to just finding the kid actor. The kid actor, his name is Pierre Raffini. It's appropriate. <laughs> so, when you look at him, is there anything immediately that jumps into your mind? His neck's kind of long. No, there's something else that should just really immediately jump into your mind. Uh... He looks. He looks just like two people. When I rewatch this, it struck me for the first time. I finally, I usually, when I watch a movie prior to doing our podcast, I wouldn't sit there and like, think about this kind of stuff. But I'd be like, God, he looks familiar. This time I'm like, who is this guy? I'll tell you who he looks like. You have no guests. You don't want to propose a guest.
1: Give me a clue.
0: Uh, no sleep till Brooklyn. The, the beastie boys, Mike D. Yeah. Go look at pictures of Mike D. And then, do you know who else he looks like? Who? Screech. From Saved by the Bell. Okay. More important than that. Do you know Screech's name? Do you know what Dustin Scree- Diamond? And do you know who Mike D is? Mike Diamond. And I started Googling: are Dustin Diamond and Mike Diamond related? And some article popped up that said they were brothers. I didn't vet it. So I had a whole thing planned. And I was like, no, they can't. There's no way I would have gone my whole life without knowing that. So it's one of those like widely circulated urban re- legends because they look so much alike, but no, they're not related. But the three of them. Ah, uh, Pierre, Mike D, <laughs> yeah. and Dustin Diamond, Max. Okay, it's they're indistinguishable sometimes. It's crazy. It's weird, very weird. So I hope you enjoyed that. That's all I got. It's okay. All right, just all right. It's just all right. <laughs> I hate you so much. I deserve that. You're I deserve doing that.
1: the Charlie Pepe Silvia stuff today a little bit. I I really can't wait for next week when I, I got get Pepe your, everywhere
0: replacement on the show. I really can't wait. It's hot in here today. It is hot in here. I'm sweating. Yeah. Sweating up a storm. I also love the use of the term round eye. The uh the he's like, why don't you quit round eye? <laughs> I, there's elements of this movie that are so funny. So Tanaka has a thick Japanese accent. His son has no accent. So and then Van Damme, the, the kid Van, Pia Pia has an incredibly thick accent. So bad. The acting between them, like when he goes to help him up off the ground and shakes his hand, I've never seen stiffer or worse acting in my life. It's like the most awkward. Like his thumb doesn't even bend, and it's flat-handed. You got to go back
1: and watch. Uh, the this. the love scene I think is probably the worst. <laughs> There's no chemistry, and John Claude's wearing uh like velour red tidy white. Yeah, absolutely, and you see his butt. You, you get do see butt. his butt. I bet you like it. By the way, do you know <laughs> the men in the shower in this movie? You know, they're like you can see their butts. Yes, they're paid twenty bucks each. I want some butts. <laughs> twenty bucks. <That's> great. <laughs> can we show your butt in a John? I got I got, I wait, got friends 20 that for twenty
0: bucks that show their butt in a Van Damme movie. Absolutely. I, yeah. I would. Next, you see things in here. I mean, the tropes, the Karate Kid hand rub, catching a fish, yeah. blindfold training, the coin trick, yeah, the serving the tea blind, the <laughs> uh, beating his back <laughs> the with democ- the bamboos, the, ah, democ-
1: the, uh, uh,
0: yes, the t- touch of death, yeah, not real, no, it's not, <laughs> can't do that with a brick, yeah. It does lead to one of the best throwbacks of the entire movie, uh, Chung Lee, who the actor's name you said before. Um, Bolo Young. If you don't know who that is. The Beast go, from the East. Yeah. Go watch uh, Enter the Dragon. He was also best friends with Bruce Lee. Chinese Hercules. I did not realize that they were close. Only five, six. Uh Yeah, but most of those bodybuilders are not like 6'1", six, six, Yeah, well, that's
1: yeah, true. That's why Arnold was unique. Yeah, cool. he was a Hong Kong bodybuilding champion for 10 years. Great chest. Great crazy eyes, too.
0: So you'll recall when Van Dam does the Touch of Death to Break the Brick. You hear uh, Chung Lee say, very good, but brick not hit back. That it's is a- Chong Lee, by the way. What am I saying? Chung Lee. From Street Fighter. You are. Yeah. Chong Lee. Chong yeah. Lee. Yeah. Chong He's like Lee. one of the best
1: villains of all time. He is.
0: Chong Lee says, very good, but brick not hit back. This is a direct quote, or not nod of the hat, I should say, from Enter the Dragon when one of Bruce Lee's opponents was breaking boards in front of his face and he leaned over and said, boards don't hit back. You N- like that? Neat. You're the worst. I hate doing this show with you. This, is, this is my last episode. It, it took him like six tries to get it. It so. did. I max, a, do you know what it's like now for me to be you sometimes? No. Sometimes you have to do things a hundred times. It's so hot in here.
1: <laughs> it is hot. Do
0: you, do you remember in uh, Ghostbusters 2 when they're testing the mental breakdown of people and they had like the man and the woman in the room that thought they were going into marriage counseling? And, That's uh, Ghostbusters and, 1. That's Bill Murray. I hate you so much. It's not Ghostbusters 1. It's Ghostbusters 2. Is it? It's the whole premise behind the slime testing, because they're doing emotional testing on people. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Someone's angry. (laughs) It's it's not not Ghostbusters
0: 1. Ghostbusters 1, Bill Murray is simply doing the card thing and electrocuting people. In Ghostbusters 2, Egon... Yeah, is right. working right, in right. a lab. Remember, right. Now take the puppy away. Yeah. Prior to that, you remember when his husband and wife fighting and they made him stay there and go tell her they have to wait another 20 minutes and they kept on turning the heat up in the room? Yeah. So the reason I just went through all that, which you tried to derail, it's hot in here and I don't <laughs> want to be with you anymore. I hate
1: you. I hate you. <laughs> Let's get you a juice. Do you want a Capri Sun? <laughs> I need a juice. My blood sugar is low. I need a juice right now. Let's get you some uh, salami. A piece of salami. I don't want a piece of salami. <laughs> During a hot day, that sounds terrible. This is, milk was a mistake. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. But,
0: uh, uh where were we talking Chong
1: about? Chong Lee is, is he one of the it's best? Chong
0: villains? Lee, Max. Chong <laughs> Lee.
1: Is he one of the best villains <laughs> of the 80s? Yeah, I, that's such an absurd statement. <laughs> don't you think? No, it's Bennett
0: from Commando. I'm moving along. No, not no he's bad. not one of the best. No. Hits. Hans Gruber is the best villain of the 80s. Darth Vader? Darth Vader is the second best villain of the 80s.
1: Um, Chong Lee, number three. Can we go the on? The Dark Overlord.
0: Can I get to an important fact? Although you've been pooping on all of the facts I've been giving you?
1: No, I just pooped on one.
0: How many times in this movie do you think Jean Claude Van Damme did the splits? 58. Well, you ruined the fact by being a moron. Okay. It was seven times.
1: Well, I knew it was seven. I just wanted to downplay it. I wanted to make you all excited. Do you know what
0: the seven are? Because uh, I do. No. I'll tell can you, you, you what they it? are. I, I went back and mark- marked every one. Let me see if I can get a few. Uh, You have to get them in order, and if you go out of order, you're done, and I'm going back to it. Okay. uh, First one.
1: First one, is it the training montage with the ropes? No, you're wrong, so I already get to boot you. Fantastic. I
0: was so hoping that would happen. The first example of his exquisite splits is he's getting... Hit with bamboo sticks by Tanaka, yep. and he's holding both of them on the ground. That's yep. number one. Number two, he is tied to the trees. That's what you're referring That's to. That's terrible. Having his groin ripped in half by two ropes.
1: <laughs> his scream is so terrible.
0: Number three, he's in his room, and Ray Jackson comes in, and is like, hey, buddy, time to get going, and he's <laughs> in some weird yet. trance doing it. So you ever plan on having kids, brother? What are you going to do? my <laughs> <laughs> old oh, Sorry. I get a little carried away when it comes to, to Ray get, Jackson? Number four, he has that fight with the big guy, and the big guy grabs his leg, and it, like, drags him and stretches him out, so he's doing the splits. Yep. Number five, he's still having the fight with the big guy. He does what I would argue is the most non, non-hero karate <laughs> move I've ever seen in my life. He drops into his splits and, at close range, it just socks <laughs> him in the groin, yeah. and it looks... Horrifically painful. Like I get the heebie-jeebies every time I see it. Uh One of my that's number five. Number six, contemplating montage. That's yeah. why I wrote in my notes. Yeah, th- where he's contemplating things. How do you get to the top of that tower? Know. Is it a tower or is it like a, a temple? Look like a temple. I don't know. I don't know. But he's on the top of the building with a nice helicopter. You know, panoramic shot of him yep. doing the splits. And uh number seven, the last fight with Chong Lee. Yeah. He does Good. the Good. he does the jump in the air splits, which is impressive. J- and, and jump those in the air the- counts. Yeah, it's splits, bro. Splits are splits. Okay. I would argue jumping the air splits is harder than regular splits. Yeah, that's fair. Shut your mouth. And that's your seven splits. And you know why I'm excited I brought that up? Because you're going to have to do a TikTok and go find all seven of those. So,
1: ha. (laughs) Ha 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 My TikToks are blowing up. Yeah, I would listen to you. I'm so like smug. Patrick Swayze and Liam Nielsen in a bar. Sixty thousand no. views.
0: Liam Nielsen yeah. is that uh, any relation to Leslie Nielsen? Nelson?
1: Yeah, Leslie Nelson. Surely you can't be serious. Uh, <laughs> I got the hot goose. <laughs> It's so hot in here. (laughs) It's the middle of February. What's going on? What's the deal? What's the deal of February? Uh, Can we talk about the director now? Nope. Oh. (laughs) I've been waiting. (laughs) I know. I know. It's my favorite. Say it. Say it. Say it. (laughs) Newt Arnold. Say it. (laughs) Great name. Mute. So he hasn't really directed anything. He did three movies. He did Bloodthirst, This, and The Hands of the Stranger. Bloodthirst was really good. Was it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen it. But he was the assistant director on... Now, this is going to take a minute, but I can't, what do you think an assistant director does?
0: Probably does second unit shooting. Okay. A lot of second unit so shooting. So
1: here's the movies he was second director on. Godfather Part Two, War Games, Ooh. Blade Runner, A Simple Plan, Blue Chips, Last Action Hero, Jade. I love David Caruso and Jade. Uh, ladybugs, School Ties. Ladybugs. Lock-
0: that's uh, yeah. some of the... Some of, oh, jeez. The bugs, the ladies. <laughs> I get school-
1: no respect. School Ties. Coward! You're Good a coward. Stuff. I am. Uh, lock Up, Red Scorpion, The Abyss, Invasion USA's, uh, USA. And you sure the... it's not two USAs? Quiet. <laughs> the Goonies, Sixteen Candles, Cheech and Chong, The Jerk, The Getaway, The Towering Inferno. It's great. Isn't that insane? That's great. Can I react the way you react to my facts?
0: That's well, great. Oh, it's okay. That hurts. Next. Next. That was it. Yeah.
1: Is that all you got? Uh, uh, John-Claude Van Damme won the Golden Raspberry for Worst New Star. Yeah. It was bad. Movie's terrible. <laughs> Why are we even talking about it? It's a terrible movie. Everyone loves it though.
0: There's some things that are great. Like when Chong Lee does the snot rocket at the yeah. end when he's fighting, that's great.
1: When Ray Jackson is uh celebrating his win over Chong Lee, even though it's mid fight.
0: Did this movie come out before or after uh Rocky Four? Uh after. Okay. I feel like a little tip of the hat well, it was made two years earlier and sat for two years, so I feel like one of the two made a little tip of the hat, like I must break you. It's like you break my record. I break I you. Break you. Yeah. Or I break your friend. Now yeah. I break you.
1: Yeah. I think that's actually- Or was it a tip
0: of the hat to break in?
1: <laughs> no, it's another Bruce Lee line. All of Chong Lee's lines are based on Bruce Lee lines.
0: Nice. It was like a dedication.
1: Well, then it's uh, Drago that's stealing from
0: Bruce Lee. I guess so. Fair enough. I must break you. Do you know Donald Gibb played basketball in college? Yes. He played uh, NFL football. Did you know that? He was on the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that you would bring up the fact that he played basketball in college versus
1: that he was in the NFL. Well, we're going to move because he played basketball and then he played football when he transferred schools and then he went to the NFL.
0: Is transferred anything like transferred? Don't be Pacific about it. (laughs) Don't be Pacific. Don't be Pacific. Don't be Pacific. Be
1: some Atlantic. Don't be Pacific. Everyone makes fun of me for that. (laughs) For your inability to talk. Bless it.
0: If anybody's available next week with a pulse, please contact me at ReplaceMax at...
1: Who would be your dream uh, podcast replacement?
0: Oh, gosh. I mean, it's just
1: anyone, really. Joe Rogan? No. No, you'd no, be too alphas. Be, I'd, be, I'd, be, yeah, I'd be intense. Think? Would Burt? Bird would be pretty good. I'm know. kind of birdie. I get
0: nervous. Like I think, like as much as I give you a hard time, being around someone who is like infinitely weaker than I am is like a good thing. Yeah. If I had someone who I was really like, if I respected someone next to me, I think it would change the dynamic of the show. But that I don't mind using you as toilet
1: paper is really, I think, what drives the show. Hey, I'm the sharman of uh, the Charmin Bear of this episode. <laughs> Two sharmans, one cave. Double ply. There you go. That's what my new nickname is.
0: Max, uh, we've talked all the facts that I have. Do you have any facts that I've missed? I'm digging through my list right now. I think. Uh,
1: let's see. You know Donald Gibb was in Conan the Barbarian?
0: No, I did not. He's what un- was he in Conan? He's,
1: he's uncredited. I don't know. He's probably one of the like the war chiefs or something. Could be. Could be. And he's also in stripes. He's what the, is he in stripes? He's the bouncer in the mud wrestling bar. No. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look. It's, it's, un- it's that uncredited. At and also, he's the letter S in the devil body painters in Seinfeld. The Devils! Oh, I
0: remember. Yeah. Hmm, interesting.
1: And he's also a uh, mad dog in Meatballs.
0: So are we going, I do. I did know that, are we going now to actual actors and actresses? Because it sounds uh, like we're doing facts, unless the, you have the any The film had
1: a few scenes in Kowloon, which is a walled city, before it was destroyed. So it's like the last, like, you know, uh, testament to that. And also Dim Mach, uh the name, it's the name of Steve Aoki's uh, production label. Oh, really? That's yeah. funny. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. All
0: right, Max, I'm done you want to go to actors, actresses? Let's do it. Let's do it. we got to wrap this bad boy up. We've talked a long time about Bloodsport. Very uh, unusual, if you ask me.
1: (laughs) I could talk forever. You like to keep us on target. I like going off on table. Well,
0: the people like that. You know, the people want a nice tight episode. Yeah, they want it to be six hours of you talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme. All right, why don't we start with Jean-Claude Van Damme? Um, I think it's important to note that for all of the time that we'll spend making fun of Jean-Claude Van Damme, which is quite bountiful. (laughs) Ample. Uh, there are things that I've not seen of his in the eighties that we need to get a hold on. Like for instance, um, breaking, I've seen missing in action. I'd like to see who he was in that there's a movie called Monaco forever, where he is a gay karate man. That's what it says at IMDb He's really? called gay karate man. I'd like to see that movie. That sounds interesting. Bloodsport, uh, black Eagle. Have you ever seen black? Eagle? sounds awesome. I, it's, it's an eighties movie. I mean, we kickboxer we have, and then Lionheart is in the nineties, but starting in the nineties, I think he,
1: he does, he has a good run.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, let's, let's, let's do it. Definitely. Death warrant, double impact, universal soldier, body count, nowhere to run, last action hero, hard target. Who's uh, he in
1: Last Action Hero?
0: I think that there's an actual scene where they're shooting in the real world and they're like, you know, we're at Planet Hollywood. Oh, okay, got and it. I think that's he just plays himself. You know player. he's in
1: the new minions movie? No. As uh his name's like J. Crew or something like that.
0: Um, Time Cop. Did you ever see? Time? I like Time Cop. That's
1: the that's his biggest hit. That's his yeah. only hundred million dollar movie.
0: Street Fighter, Sudden Death. He was in an episode of Friends. A couple episodes of Friends, I think. Uh, the Quest. Uh, the this Qu- is nineties. The Quest
1: is one of my underrated nineties movies. Right. That's also written by Frank Dukes. All right, I'm Dukes, like, Dukes,
0: Ducks? <laughs> Frank, don't Dux. throw anything at me. Oh, jeez. All right, I'm not going through the rest of his career. He's, yeah, uh, he's, he's great.
1: He's, he's
0: he's he's you know what he is. He is a B list version of Nick Cage.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Like the eccentric weirdness and the comeback stories. Like he's had a couple. Like He had a couple shows like, uh, didn't he just have a show called Jean-Claude Yeah, Van it's like M? about him. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's supposed to be funny. I, I heard it was great. I've just yeah. never watched it. He just goes for it. Yeah. Like Wh- he, he he doesn't care about embarrassing himself. He doesn't care if a movie's silly. He's going to like invest fully in it and just go for it and do some splits. How many times has he been married? I feel like four or five. You can't be that successful in that era and not have four or
0: five wives. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. While you look it up, Leah Aaron. <laughs> five times. Five marriages. Makes sense. Times. Five Times Leah Ayers, uh what is she in? That you oh my would god! Like? He's, wow, these women. Max I need you to focus. I'm need out. you to focus. I'm gonna, I'm okay, out. come on. Staying elsewhere, too close for comfort. Twenty one Jump Street. Uh, a lot of TV. Bloodsport was looks to be her first major film. She was okay. in Freddy's Nightmares.
1: Oh yeah, that's cool. TV
0: show though, not yeah. the actual movie. So I don't want any more facts about his ex wives. One last thing. Nope. Married with Children. She played Betty. Uh Dad. She's done nothing. I'm desperately trying yeah, to find sucks. something. Yeah, she sucks. All right, moving on. <laughs>
1: She's the worst reporter ever. She's, she's a great a, reporter. No, she, she has a
0: lot of journalistic integrity. I don't say that about so her. So she's
1: with that guy. She turns around. She's like, I'm undercover. You know, we should give some love to our one of our favorite podcasts
0: and our supporters, the Double Impact guys. Yeah, the Mentos commercial? There is a scene in this movie where... He is running from Forrest Whitaker and the other guy who are trying to get him.
1: In a yellow jacket.
0: And he's also goofy. Like he's like,
1: he's like laughing at him. It's very Benny Hill. It's very
0: Benny Hill. So someone threw the Mentos commercial music on it. That was them.
1: They said it took me forever to edit it. Are you 100%
0: on that? I can take a look. All right. You know what? Let's give him credit. Why do we even care? We worry so much about a journalistic integrity. Janice would have just gone to the fight anyways. (laughs) If it's them, God bless him. It's one of the funniest things in the world. I like it. (laughs) Good, good ad. Do you know Donald Gibb is the only person that I've ever reached out to on Cameo that's reached back out to me? And I tried to ping him a couple more times this week just to see if I could get him on the show. Right, the last time I reached out to him, he's like, sorry, brother. Everybody asked me to do podcasts. I just don't do it. Well, he's a manly man.
1: He's a manly man. He just drinks his beer and hits on In the hospital with yeah.
0: blood seeping through his <laughs> bandages, which nobody
1: felt the need to change. I love <laughs> incredible to me. I love that uh, he he has no martial arts style. None. <laughs> He does not one martial arts move in this entire thing. How is he invited? The Hell's thing? Angel. He's just a Hell's Angel. Yeah. That's it. He's a bad dude, Max. I, if you could look like Donald Gibb, would you want to? No. Is there anybody else
0: you want to talk about in this movie? Because I actually feel like we've done more than enough. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good too. Do you know there's four other Bloodsports? Yeah, they're all straight to VHS. None yeah. of them went released. There were three others, in the theater. yeah. Four total.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, fourth one's is called- is Frank Duck in them, or is it? <laughs> no, the last one's called Bloodsport Four: The Dark Day. Yes,
0: Max. With that being said, I feel like we've done our diligence in talking about. About a wonderful movie called blood sport you have butchered at least six different names and i've yelled at you 20 different times so with that an episode with that i say we head on over to our buzz in the tower fan spotlight max today's buzz in the tower fan spotlight is none other than philip barbet from back to Stumpkin. Kidding. philip uh, we've got our buddy Phil, who along with his co-host, Liam Billingham, by the way, the most British names ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love their names. Philip. <laughs> Philip, Philip and Liam Billingham. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, they are the hosts of a podcast called Die Hard on a Blank. And great name. I Not just a great name. The idea of their podcast is so cool. So these are action film aficionados. Yeah. And what they do is they'll take an action film, talk about it, but they'll trace it to its origins being impacted or affected by the one, the only Die Hard, which has had far reaching impact on almost every action film ever made. Love
1: it. It's a great pod. It's a great pod. And they're fun.
0: They're very fun. And uh, I am excited to hear what they had to say about. One of the worst action films. I'm kidding. I love, I love board yeah, can You shut your mouth. It's just so talking. hot in here that I'm having trouble. We're almost done. It. I know. Let's get to the finish line. All right. Let's hear what Philip had to say. Phil. Right, I go in between Eddie Murphy saying Phil and this. It's so funny. It's just great. To you. Good times. Yeah. Good times, Max. All right. Let's hear what he had to say.
2: Hello, fellow 80s time travelers. I'm Phil Gawthorn and I'm the creator and co-host of Die Hard on a Blank, a new podcast that explores the influence of Die Hard on action cinema, one action movie at a time. So I love action movies. And because of my obsession with them, Mo and Max very kindly invited me to appear on their fantastic show to say a few words about Bloodsport. I think one of the things I love most about this movie is the exotica of the setting, Uh, When the Canon logo appears, it opens up like a portal that transports us to this other world, the exotic location of of Hong Kong in the late 1980s. And the whole film feels like a vacation that we've been invited on. We get to tour the city. We get to hang out in the hotel and play karate champ. We get to watch the Kumite, the world's most intense martial arts tournament. I mean, the, the whole film has so much going for it. Uh, It has a romance. I love Leah Ayres' reporter character in this movie. It has a bromance. Donald Gibb is the kind of absurdly loyal best friend we all wish we had. It has a surrogate father son story with Mr. Tanaka. It has heart. It has comedy. It has dynamic creative fight scenes has a plethora of vivid supporting characters like Victor Lin, who I love. It has an iconic villain in the Imperious Chong Li. And of course, it has Jean-Claude Van Damme in his prime, kicking ass, taking names and crystallizing his brand as one of the most exciting new action stars of the era. So... I love JCVD. We'll be talking about several of his films on Die Hard on a Blank, movies such as Hard Target and, of course, Sudden Death, a.k.a. Die Hard in a Hockey Stadium. Um, My favourite scene in the movie is the comical foot chase, where Frank Dukes is pursued across Hong Kong by the two CIC agents, Helmer and Rawlins, who I like to think of as the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern of this piece. Uh, And this slapstick sequence culminates with the incongruous image of Future Academy Award winner Forrest Whitaker falling comically off the bridge of boats into the rancid waters while Jean Claude hops onto a rickshaw. Um, I love this movie. I love the 80s. I love Buzz in the Tower. Uh, I love Dan Campbell's Cultural Revolution at the Detroit Lions. And uh, if you're interested in the history of modern action movies and Die Hard's influence on the genre, um, please check out our podcast, Die Hard on a Blank. You can find us at www.diehardonablank.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and all that good stuff at Die Hard OAB. Thank you so much to Mo and Max for having me on the show. And uh, long live the 80s. I'm now bowing respectfully and getting on a plane.
0: Bye, guys. Max, two important things need to be said okay number one the tip of the hat to the culture change led by one dan rowdy Roddy piper campbell and the detroit lions <laughs> that, that he tipped his hat to he that. knows
1: he knows how to appease you secondly this is
0: officially the only time in my life i have ever heard the word plethora being used without reference to the three amigos plethora.
1: and he did it yeah would you say
0: i have a plethora <laughs> sorry that, max it's okay it's okay uh beautifully articulated things. We didn't even talk about this movie, which he's right. It does, I think, the uniqueness of the location offsets the horrific acting. Yeah. Like you, You're you like, oh, okay, this is a big budget movie. They're in Hong Kong, right?
1: And the Mentos uh, commercial. commercials, Mentos commercial is so yeah. good. Uh,
0: I hope he's seen it. We'll have to make sure that he's seen what our friend at Double tomorrow. Impact is on. Yeah, please post it. Yeah. Please do that. I'll tag him. Uh Philip, thank you. Phil, Philip, I don't know what you like. I have to call you Philip because p Barbe. p Money. Thank you again for coming on the show. We loved having you. And again, to all of our listeners, please check out Die Hard on a blank on all podcast players or go to their website as phil mentioned max that wraps up the show that wraps up blood sport anything you want to add say or any flavor oh wait whoa 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 check us out i'm flying here i want to i see the door and i'm just like looking at it like get me out of here i hate (laughs) max so much if you haven't already subscribe follow us apple Podcasts, spotify whatever podcast player you're using Check us out on social media at Buzz in the Tower. Go to our website, buzzinthetower.com. You can purchase officially licensed merchandise in the name of, we should, do, we should do like a headband like Frank Dukes grabbed of uh, Ray Jackson's, except like a Buzz in the Tower one. Get, cool. get to work on that, Max. Okay. Patreon.com slash buzzinthetower, where you can help support my therapy bill, because obviously I've got serious anger issues. I have uh, two therapies. I know, Max. Again.
1: Again, could we bring him on as guest? No, yes, that's who I should have as my. I was my thinking guest. about inviting him to my wedding. I was like, "Is that cool?" And they're like, "I don't know." I'm like, "I don't know either." One of them I've known for twenty years. That's, they're doing a great job.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks, lady. S- He's S- putting S- my S-
1: kids through college. S- Selena's like, "You sure this is?" really do you you know that
0: uh, do you know that simpsons
1: episode yeah yeah. (laughs) because that's your therapist (laughs) are you
0: following max everywhere lady (laughs) he's putting my kids through college oh it's great uh it's a
1: hot dog guy or ice cream guy uh, he's a hot dog guy 100 hot dog guy (laughs) Max, i got nothing else max (laughs) how do
0: you want to end this this dumpster fire of a show
1: sometimes the sport leads to blood and sometimes it doesn't but when it does john claude will show up and do the sports the end. Boy, that was terrible. Love Max. That's,
0: that's one of your worst <laughs> endings ever. There's no quotes in this movie. There's a ton of quotes in this movie. You're okay, crazy. USA. That's that. a great you've only said that no, ten times. I know. Did you watch the movie? Yeah, did you? Have days you ever ago. seen this movie? You, you said that okay. every time.
1: Yeah. I just you're acting like you haven't seen it. That's what I'm Sorry, I was Mr. Photographic memory. Wait, what was that? Photographic memory. Pahonic.
0: <laughs> Mahoney? Did you call me Mahoney? It sounded like you called me Mahoney. You're so tired. A cheeseburger. So tired. Must kill Mo. <laughs> <Wee>. <laughs> I must kill the queen.
1: Give me the bat, March. That's me the it. Mat.
0: No, you didn't even know what I was doing. No. Uh Naked Gun. Oh. I must kill the <laughs> oh, yeah, Queen. Oh, yeah. It's Enrico Palazzo! That's how yeah, There you go. No, alright, fine. <laughs> see you next <laughs> Bye. week. No! Won't see you next week! Yeah. Energy revived, I'm a happy guy. <laughs> Tune in next week with Mo and anyone! <laughs>